you fucking go and you support that cause and you empathize and you connect with that person and you hear them and you shut the fuck up. Hi guys, welcome to the third ever bonus episode for Hello and Goodbye, I'm Leanna. I'm Jared. So we have a really vulnerable, raw episode for you today. Yeah, yeah, and I, you shared some really painful and difficult experiences and uh, in, a re- in a really raw way. Thanks, friend. I think we wanted to kind of, you know, in this intro, explain a little bit more about what we're gonna be talking about um, yep. and give some, um, the context yes. and yeah, preface. Yes, and you know, because when we recorded this, I was at a heightened state. Yep. Um, and then woke up this morning with some anxiety and texted Jared and was like, can we please re-record some of it? Um, and we just, I wanna make sure that you guys are un- trying, you know, I wanna make sure I'm not projecting on anybody mm-hmm. and you know, when we're in pain, we, that's what we feel and see. Yes. And so, so to start, right, first, um, a trigger warning for folks. Um, this episode discusses primarily sexual assault and sexual harassment and, and those kinds of issues that so many women face in a really kind of personal way for you. And so if that content is upsetting or not safe for you, then skip this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're able to listen to that in a safe place or with safe people or whatever, then we invite you to listen. So so first of all, no, we want people to know that. I think the other thing we want people to know, and I'll speak for myself here, is that um, we're not perfect people. And what you all hear from us on the podcast is our thoughts in a in a lot of times like we don't do a lot of planning like we value being authentic and things like that and so you're hearing kind of unfiltered stuff and one of the things i want to say is we talk about men and men's reactions to women's issues and issues around sexual violence and one thing i want to own is that all the things that we tell men not to do, I have done. And it's you know not something I'm proud of, it's something that I try to, am continually trying to sort of grow from and things like that. But um, you know, I, I hope people can hear that we can be frustrated and upset and passionate about these issues and also know that like we're on our own journeys and certainly not perfect and like we don't want to uh kind of come off as self-righteous if that makes sense yeah totally and i and you know same thing goes for some of the things that i said um you know in talking about trying to understand what the black community experiences with injustice and um discrimination and it's something that i am still learning of how to speak about it um, how to share it with you guys, how to stand up for um, the black community. And it's something I feel a little insecure about and I wanna make sure that I'm doing it the right way. 
and I don't know that everything that I said is the right thing. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, what I do know is that it's something I feel really passionately about and something that I also used to, like I used to be all lives matter. Yeah. I think I've talked about this on the pod. Um, like a like few, like maybe seven years ago. And I just didn't understand. I didn't yeah. get it. I was like, of course all lives matter, you know? Um, and then as I, listened and experienced and heard so many people of color who experience this like heaviness and pain of constantly seeing the same things over and over and over and over. Um, I, I'm so grateful that I have people around me who have helped me learn. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, and we, you know, so, so we draw some comparisons to some of the struggles that like you have faced and, and so many women face, you know, to the struggles that, you know, people of color in America today face. And those might not be perfect comparisons, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, or perfect kind of uh, illusions. Um, but I think we, we also talk about in the episode, the concept of empathy and, mm -hmm. and, you know, a particular video that Brene Brown uh, has about empathy and what is true about that is like to connect with someone else's pain you have to connect to some part of yourself that sort of knows something about that pain mm -hmm. and so I feel like when I experienced you sharing what you were sharing Leanna like that's what I heard you doing but we also want people to know that like we know we're not qualified to speak for other communities correct right and and um we're sort of sharing our experience as authentically and vulnerably as we can. Yes. Um, and I also want to say that, you know, my hope is while I'm essentially very upset at a lot of the male population in this episode, and I share my pain with that and, and why I have that pain in my experiences, um, my hope is that some of them do listen yeah and and hear and experience and um you know because i think if we just shame 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 like how dare you say that you need to you know fix this then that it's there's not going to be a lot of hearing yes that and so um you know i guess up front what i would ask you to do is if you're a male or you identify as male um and you're listening to this episode i i hope you can listen with with like, understanding and openness yes absolutely yeah and and i think so like i think a lot about and i talk with in my job a lot about the difference between like a, a call out culture and a call in culture mm -hmm. and calling in is like sort of hey i want you to just try to see me and understand and see if we can work together or be aligned on on making the world better and i think in this episode like you're sharing something really raw and emotional and I care about you deeply so I get caught up in that with you and so I, I, I hope people understand that even though we we can be like we use some like strong language and stuff like that but like our intention here is like a call in and if anybody who identifies as male or, or doesn't right or, or might just feel differently about these issues if you can kind of listen with that empathy and with that open yeah. mind yeah yeah absolutely um and then one more thing is i do mention 
um, there's a part where I say, you know, maybe I should just shave my head. Um, <laughs> or it's something I've thought about. And I want to, you know, just validate women who choose to shave their head or have to have their head shaved and that it doesn't negate beauty um, yes. at all. And that's, you know, wasn't my intention. Um, it was more of, for me, a feeling of having to hide under or just hide really yeah and 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 that was the image that came to my mind um but obviously there are many women out there that are fucking sexy with shaved heads yeah who look really have a shaved you know heads, or yeah. women who are recovering from cancer and yeah, sure. you know and obviously like a shaved head does not mean that someone is not beautiful yeah yeah or desired absolutely yeah okay so there might be like a little bit of an awkward transition into what we recorded last night um but again we appreciate you guys and we'll see you after here's what this is going to be about because i feel like we've talked so much on our episodes about you know this whole movement happening of men feeling the need to defend men yes and the reason, so there's been a couple things that have happened. Um, so the guy that, I don't remember what episode this was in, mm -hmm. but I talked about an experience that I had a couple months ago, maybe three months ago or so, where I was supposed to meet a guy at a bar here in Redlands per his request, mm -hmm. per his choosing of the time. Mm -hmm. And when I showed up, he was on the phone. So I was like, okay, I'll go inside and get us a table. And I sat down and 30 minutes goes That's by. Right. And I sent him a text and I just said, hey, it seems like what you're doing is more important uh -huh. to you. So why don't you do that? And yeah. I'm going to order some tacos and then go home. Mm -hmm. After I send him the text, he walks inside. He tries to hug me. I'm like, uh, no. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, um it's been like, I've been waiting here like 30 minutes. What do you mean? What's wrong? And then basically he was like, well, do you want me to go? And I'm like, yeah, you should go. And I sent him home. Yeah. Well, good for you for sending him packing, by the way. Thank you. Well, he continued to kind of like respond to my stuff on Instagram. And he's going through like this phase where he's very into you know, finding um, very into like men's mental health and like men being seen yes. and understood, which is great. Like no one is more excited about men's mental health than me. Yes. Okay. Because I want to be <laughs> with yeah. someone. Yeah. Because you're like, Jesus Christ, can there be some like <laughs> mentally healthy men in the world, please? <laughs> like, what do I have to do? But the problem is that this movement now... And I'm not saying, I'm not lumping him into the movement of the proud boys, mm -hmm. but they're there's kind a, there's of a, There's a slippery slope there. It's sure. a slippery slope. Because, for sure. Because what's happening is whenever I post anything about feminism mm -hmm. or, you know, women being discriminated against. Yeah. Oh, I thought that you were going to say, or anything about women being, you know, treated like human beings. <laughs> There, he had felt the need to respond. Yeah. Um, 
And so he, I'm going to read what I posted. So I said, or the post said, something I heard a lot growing up. Um, girls, boys mature more slowly than you. Make allowances for them. Mm-hmm. And something I've never heard, boys, girl mature more rapidly than you. Look to them as examples of intelligence and leadership. Well, he didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So he responded, girls maturing faster than boys was used to shame me that I should be more like girls. Inhibiting my ability to identify with the masculine parts of myself, seeing them as bad. We are all struggling out here, love. And I fucking lost it. (laughs) Because it's so condescending. It's so condescending. Well, that's the classic, that's all lives matter. Exactly. That's what that response is. It's literally, it's, yeah, exactly. And so I just said, I'm honestly tired of you defending men. I don't need your comments that men have it just as hard as women because that's factually not true. You are absolutely correct. (laughs) And then he goes, I understand that me sharing my experience is different than what you know. Ugh. (laughs) That's like that. So that's like now that's like, I'm sorry that you you're upset. I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Or like, I'm sorry you got offended. Yeah. And then I'm going to skip a couple of these things that I said, um, because I, it's a little personal, but I said, I'm completely in support of men's mental health and well-being, but I'm not in support of the movement hashtag not all men. And this victim attitude that men have it just as hard is toxic and selfish. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he goes, yeah, it is frustrating when you feel unseen. And then I threw out... <laughs> The card that I'm going to explain a little later here. But I said, getting sexually harassed and assaulted are very different than feeling unseen, friend. Mm -hmm. And then he just stopped responding. Good. So, um, so then, you know, I've been listening to Kane and Greg's podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Don't take bullshit from fuckers. And I was listening to their most recent episode. um, Or I guess it would be now their second most recent episode. Mm -hmm. Um, It's episode 103 called It's a Classic Apple Dump. And I'm not going to give you guys the full story of what happened because I think you guys should go listen to the full episode. Mm -hmm. But Kane jumps in and just like has a total rant about men. And I was sitting there listening to it in my car on my drive back from Big Bear and I'm like, I have never felt more heard than what Kane is saying right now. Mm. So I asked Kane and he's okay with me sharing this clip. So I'm going to, I'm going to play this for you guys. Okay. And I want to have some sort of pride in my gender. Though I hate to say, Hey guys, when you see people like me, (laughs) be cautious. I fucking (laughs) hate saying it. Because it's like, why can't we just be normal? Why can't we be fucking regular people who don't freak women out and make them feel like they're gonna die and they're just trying to get a fucking... They're just trying to share nachos and have an experience in life. But no, we have to come with our dicks and our psychotic behavior and leave them at an Applebee's or make them feel like they gotta walk super fast to a train or a bus. God damn it. It really bothers me. I'm with you, buddy. I just, like, I 
love that so much. And I think the reason why it resonated with me so much is because, like, I am livid that the black community still has to deal with racism mm-hmm. and injustice yep. and black people being killed being murdered by murdered police by police no accountability yeah and i am there and i'm fighting with them and i'm doing as much as i can and i know mm-hmm. i can do more and i'm going to keep working on that mm-hmm And I'm not sitting there and being like, well, what about me, though? I had a hard life and hashtag all lives matter. Yeah. Like when when there's when there's someone who's struggling. Yeah. And you go in there and you make it about you. It makes their struggle that much harder. Yes. It's totally like invalidating you know what i'm saying 100 percent. yeah and so for kane to get so riled up and to just be like i hate that i have to say this because i am a man but it, i have to say it because it's true it makes it's like like to me it's like one of the sexiest things a guy can ever say yeah is to like be that passionate about something that all of us women have had to deal with our entire lives yeah And it's like, I mean, I I think more men need to be saying to other men, like, fucking do better. Exactly. You know, it's so funny because we were on that YouTube show a few weeks ago, right? And I was sort of talking from a viewpoint of a man, like, because I'm a man who identifies as being a feminist, right? And all of these guys in the comment section were like, Oh, like that the the white guys giving virgin vibes, like all of this stuff. And like I don't I don't care. But I'm like, I hope someone tells those guys like don't, how about don't be a piece of shit? Yeah. Like and and it's hard because it's so interesting to me. I've had so many women in my life where I'm like if if a conversation about dating and like how guys act or even sex and consent comes up. And I'm like, and I'm always like, yeah, don't put up with that shit. And like, I've had so many women in my life say to me, like, you realize you're like eliminating like 80% of guys when you say that. Yeah. Which is fucking bonkers. Yeah. And like, uh, but well, and, yeah. And, and, and not only that, but then there's this power dynamic. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because, and I've talked pretty openly about this, but I feel like I'm a strong, confident woman. And when I'm put in a position where a man makes me feel uncomfortable and sexually harasses me or has sexually assaulted me, I freeze. Yeah. And I don't know how to respond. Mm -hmm. And I only can think of the respond after the fact or the response after the fact. And that's something that, I'm trying to like work on, but I shouldn't have to work on it. Yeah. It shouldn't have to be something that I have to work on. Um, I was going to share, I've been wanting to share this, but so I'm in a billiards league. I play pool. I think yeah. you guys know that. I think so. Well, everyone knows that you're a big, like an excellent pool player. And Thank I think you? you've mentioned your league before. Yeah. 
So um, I'm getting to the point where I don't know that I can play anymore because I go in every week and I'm like, I need to make sure that I'm not wearing anything too suggestive. Yeah. That's what I think in my head. I want to make sure I'm not wearing too much makeup, that my mm -hmm. hair is pulled up. And I still have, you know, I had to tell an older gentleman, you're making me feel uncomfortable. You need to stop DMing me. You stop messaging me. Oh. Um, you have a wife. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then this other guy, I played him recently, and he came up after me afterwards and said, you know, you probably hear this all the time, but you're a really sexy woman. I don't want to hear that from someone mm -hmm. I just played a pool match with. Yeah. Because now it's like, well, what were you focusing on? Hmm. Like, now I never want to play you again. Yeah. Um... And then I had another incident just a couple weeks later of another man. Um, we were having a conversation. I'm trying to be more friendly and not have a resting bitch face when I'm in the pool hall. Um, and it didn't work to my advantage. And he came and up behind me and tickled my neck. Ugh. And it's like, this is like, by the way, those things are sexual harassment. Yeah. And... You know, not to mention the two sexual assaults that I've had in my life. Mm. And the one that I almost had that I had to beg the guy not to do. So don't tell me that men have it just as hard. That we're all out here trying our best that, you know, men feel unseen too. Because of course they do. Yes. Of course everyone has it hard. We're all going through a hard time. We're all dealing with trauma. But it's like, if men can pull together, like you and Kane and Greg and other men that we know who are in support of feminism and help women feel heard and help men stop being, like, assholes. Yeah. Then, like, that's when we can actually start moving forward. But we can't move forward if we constantly get being pulled back by men, you know, now this whole new wave. Yes. And, and, and by the way, being a man who identifies as a feminist basically just means like that you think women should be like equal human beings and be like treated like decently. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? It's not, it's not radical. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, the, the, the frustrating thing for me is that these dudes actually do real harm to important causes, primarily the cause of women, but also because they do this stuff where, uh, so yes, it is true that there are many men who are the victims of domestic violence. Yes. There are many men who are also the victims of sexual assault. Yep of dating violence, of stalking, of of all of domestic abuse, right? Like of of all these things. You don't fucking bring that up <laughs> when someone is in the middle of like talking about their pain. Yeah. Or or when it's when the platform is about another really important cause. Mm -hmm. Right? You fucking go and you support that cause and you empathize and you connect with that person and you hear them, and you shut the fuck up, mm -hmm. right? And then if you've like built a connection 
with that person or with that with that organization or with that movement, you know, then maybe far, far later, there's an opportunity to be like, hey, I also am part of this other organization that is talking about supporting all domestic violence victims, uh, regardless of gender, mm-hmm. right? And in particular, the ways in which male victims are, are typically unseen and, and, and there might not even be as many resources for them. Mm-hmm. Right, like, let, can, can we work together on that? You only, you only do that after you've shown the fuck up for that for, person. For that person, yes. Right, yes. Can we also like normalize when someone shares something with you that they've been through this really traumatic? You not then immediately follow that up by sharing something else about you that's relatable. Yeah, like just be there for that person. I know. Brene Brown has a great video. I know. I love it so much. Oh, do you know what? I- yes, I know. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like on YouTube, right? Yeah, there's this little it's clip. Like, yes. Empathy versus sympathy or whatever. Yes. And it's like animated and it's like three or four minutes long. I have been showing that to like so many students in different like trainings and presentations I'm doing. But yeah, it's just because I think people do that because they 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 don't know what to say. And I think it I think for some people, for the guy you talked about, probably this might not be true, but I don't know. But for some people, it comes from a, a, a good place in their heart mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, my God, you shared something really vulnerable and and that was really difficult for you. And they're like, I, I want to try and relate. Yeah. Like, and I want to show you that I really value what you shared with me and the trust you sh- you, you just showed by telling me that. Yeah. So I'm going to show you that I trust you by telling you something deep and dark and painful that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it comes from a good place, but stop doing that. <laughs> just got to stop. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's something that like just it makes me really frustrated because I feel like I've gotten to the point where I've experienced it almost on the daily. Yeah. Of feeling uncomfortable, um, not feeling comfortable walking in my car alone. And like, like even just thoughts of like, should I shave my head? Hmm. You know, um, I mean, not like in my normal life with like you and my family and my sure. job, but like, um, I'm just, it's, it's just something I'm really sick of. And, and I, I wanted to also give you guys, so we did a episode, I think in April, I can't remember the name of it or the ty- the number of it off the top of my head, but it was called spilling the bachelor tea and empowering survivors. Mm-hmm. And we talked about if you are a survivor of sexual assault, um, what some steps you can take yeah. after. So trigger warning up front here. I'm going to talk a little bit about, I had, I had shared that I had found out that I could have an advocate, that there was this victim compensation program, um, that I could turn in all of my, the things that I've paid for from my sexual assault, that I would be compensated for by the state. I had to, I went ahead and reported the case that had happened four years prior that I had never reported before. And I reported it so that I could take these other steps because I had spent thousands of dollars on um, my, the pelvic pain that I experienced, the therapy that I needed and everything following the assault. And uh, from the report, we did a... um, pretext call. A pretext call where I actually spoke with this person again and we tried to get him to 
admit what had happened. Um, and he didn't, he actually said nothing happened at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, so then that's one more blow. And so then that happens and I'm like, okay, that's okay. Like, you know, the case is on file if something else happens, but I'm still going to move forward because I think that doing this is going to give me healing. It's been an absolute nightmare. Hmm. Um, and it's, I've had to relive it all over again, going through all the receipts, finding it to turn it all in to then the person I was working with did it incorrectly. So then months go later and then she finally did it. And then I get 10 letters in the mail telling me all, why they're not going to pay me for any of these things. So then I'm on the phone because the advocate that was supposed to be doing that, she didn't have the information. And then they're telling me, well, why did you wait so long to get these services and everything that you should not be saying to a survivor? Yeah. Um, and I received $25. No. From the state of California. And in order to receive more, I would have to continue to go to my doctors, have them fill out very specific things that I wasn't told I needed to do. Um, and I've just decided to drop it because I can't, I just can't deal with it anymore. Hmm. And so you say that to someone who's dealing with that, like that you have it just as hard when I just went through months of my life trying to find healing for something that happened to me four years ago that I just got 25 fucking dollars from. And you want to tell me that you feel just as unseen as a man? Fuck you. And, um, I don't know. I just, I wanted to, you know, I know that's probably not encouraging for, we did share, you know, that you guys can go through that program. Um, but it, it's hard. It's hard. And it's a, it's a, it's a road that you have to decide if you're going to take or not. Yeah. And I decided to try it and it didn't work out for me, but maybe it'll work out for someone else. And um, if anything, like, I don't know why, you know, why it was meant to be in my life at that time that I was told about this. But, um, you know, it's unfortunate that, I went through all of those steps for nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am so sorry that that was such a shit show. Like getting $25 feels like almost worse than getting zero. It's worse. <laughs> it's like the they should they might as well just taken $25 out of my account yeah um and it's it, it it sucks it's really hard the it's like okay I'm glad that those programs exist the truth is that they're all underfunded and that they're all part of like a bureaucratic system which then because they're underfunded and because like the people sort of running those programs, a clearly like not everyone involved has the training that they should have for dealing with survivors of sexual assault and sexual violence. 
which there's really no excuse for that except for, you know, just bad management or whatever. Um, but what happens, and I feel like I see this all the time when survivors of particularly of sexual assault try to utilize the avenues that are available to them, whether that's legal repercussion, whether that's like, if it's someone in your workplace, like reporting to HR, whether that's if you're at a school or a university, like reporting there, the thing that always happens is that the story has to come under scrutiny. And even in an ideal world where everyone that is part of that process is trained in sort of trauma-informed investigation and processes and these kinds of things, that's still really fucking hard. And it's, you know, the person has to tell their story over again, usually multiple times, and get questioned about it and hear this like alternative version of the story from the other person. And what's hard is these processes and pathways should be there. And I think sometimes, and for some people, they can be a really important part of healing, but they are not made for healing. And they are like really fucking hard and difficult. And if folks, um, a, a book that really drives this home is Know My Name by Chanel Miller, I think. She was the, um, she was the survivor of the Brock Turner case. Mm -hmm. And she was known as like Emily Doe throughout mm -hmm. the case. And it's a long book and it is brutal. Mm -hmm. Just from the night of the assault, like waking up in the hospital and like what everyone was like doing and saying to like all through the trial and all of these horrible setbacks. And then finally there's a, you know, the jury returns a guilty verdict and it's like, oh my God, hooray. And then the fucking sentencing was like 30 days or whatever it was, mm -hmm. you know, because like, oh, we don't want to ruin this young man's future and stuff. And it's just, it's something really fucked up and really unfortunate. And it's hard as someone who's like part of one of these systems at a university, like I and people that I know feel even more passionately and who are even smarter than me work on these topics at at the place where we work and as much as we want to like there's still like the system still isn't great you know mm -hmm. and it just it fucking sucks and i'm so sorry that you were so let down by this whole process thanks friend i mean i think <sighs> i think if i can find anything good that came out of it um, when I did report it, I felt validation from the police officer and the detective mm -hmm. that what I experienced was, um, rape. Yeah. And when that was, you know, when I saw that in writing, it was very powerful to see that. Um, and... 
there was a little power in making the perpetrator a little nervous on the other end. Mm. Um, and just now he has to deal with that. Yeah. You know, because I had been dealing with it for years. Um, but other than I, I did, there was an advocate that I talked to a couple times on the phone, not the same one that dealt with the paperwork, um, who was very sweet and, yeah. um, we're trying to get me into a support group, but my schedule is so insane that I don't fit what their mm. support group is. So eventually I would like to join, um, a support group for survivors of um, sexual assault. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, that, that chapter of my life is, I just got to close it. Yeah. At, at least the, the chasing of it, the chasing of, of that program for healing. Cause it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I know that's, I know that this is, you know, part of my anger is because of my own pain. And I understand that. But I, I know that there are other women listening to this that feel heard. Yeah. Because I know you're angry too. And and while men can absolutely become, can also get sexually assaulted, it is a much it's something like like percentage. over 90% of sexual assaults are perpetrated by men. Yes. Like I th- I think something like like 98 or something like that, right? Like so the most so like men sexually assaulting women also men are more likely to be sexually assaulted by other men mm-hmm. than women. Mhm. Right? And so and so absolutely. Yeah, it just gets frustrating and and um you know when I messaged Kane to let him know how much that spoke to me and I asked if I could share you know I think what I had shared with him and what you and I have talked about and I'm sure what every person of color experiences as well is like when you are fighting for your rights and justice and you have someone who's actively fighting against you, mm-hmm. you get so tired that it's like, why even keep fighting? Yeah. And that's what's, that's what sucks. Well, and, the, and it's such a, you know, like, it's such a bullshit thing to say, well, I agree with you, but don't be angry. Mm-hmm. Right? Like this whole like, or like, oh, no, 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 don't protest like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's so fucking right. stupid. Pro- yeah. Be angry. Yeah, absolutely. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. yeah, be angry. Like, burn this motherfucker down. I mean, I like obviously don't don't hurt people <laughs> or yourself, please. But you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I just I I felt like I needed to get that out to you guys and share that and um share my personal experience with it. And maybe someday I will tell in detail my, my sexual assault. Um, and yeah, sorry, I didn't want to cut no, you No, that's okay. I was looking for the word, the sec- my sexual assault day. <laughs> Incident? <laughs> Incident. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, because it is something I, I would like to share. I'm, I'm not sure I'm quite ready for it. Okay. I don't know that I'd be able to get through it. Sure. 
Um, but anyway, what were we going to say? Well, I was going to say, you know, people who listen to our interview with Jennifer, the grief medium, one of the things that she talks about is like that this journey of life is like learning, right? And there, and we learn through hardship and all of this. And, and it's so funny because when she said that, when we were in the interview, I was like, God, I was just thinking about this, that like, no matter how much we like grow and try to take care of ourselves and like read the books and go to the seminars and do all that shit, like life's always going to like keep hitting us. And, and, but it's always an invitation to go deeper mm-hmm. and to get more in touch with that part of yourself that is solid and strong and like sort of unflappable. And one of the beautiful things is at the end of the um, Know My Name book that I mentioned, you know, after this, you know, verdict comes, the, the sentencing comes out that's totally invalidating in the Brock Turner case. You know, um, Chanel, the author, like says, you know, ends it in a beautiful way of like how she actually found wholeness and healing. But it like came from within her, mm-hmm. you know, and and I, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't know if she would agree with this, but I think in some ways the 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 trial and everything that went with it made it worse, like was like so much harder. Mm-hmm. But in other ways, like that hardship, I think helped, right? Like the the external process is never going to bring the healing and mm-hmm. the closure and the resolution. And so, and so my hope for you, friend, is that like you were horrifically let down by the system, like the system uh, did not do what it's supposed to do, and that's the system's fault. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you too, even though the system didn't do shit for you, um that the experience like can help you find like your own internal like healing and strength. Thanks friend. I appreciate it. Of course. All right. Thanks for listening everyone. And Leanna, thank you for sharing, uh, something so vulnerable and difficult. And, uh, our hope is that by more people sharing the real and sometimes difficult experiences that like i don't know we can progress as people and become more compassionate yeah yeah it's you know it's interesting i definitely like um am very scared to put this out yeah um it just brings up a lot and i'm scared of i already get backlash yeah from just being a woman and so now putting something like this so out there with feeling and with emotion makes me even more vulnerable to what am I going to get back? Mm-hmm. So it's scary. And, um, you know, but I appreciate your friendship and your encouragement and understanding. And cause I, to be honest, I texted Jared and I was like, we need to record the whole thing over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, cause I think it's fucking hard and scary to live in your truth and put that out there for people. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, I think that's what you do with this whole show. And I think that's why the show resonates with people. 
and I think this is a really good example of that and and there's a cost there there's a price that you pay mm-hmm. for that yeah and I think the people who truly engage with our show understand and appreciate that uh, and and we just hope this helps people yeah well guys let us know your thoughts on it if you know um, if it helped you we're gonna put the hotline for um, sexual assault in our description mm-hmm. so um, that number will be there for you if you need that um, always remember that there is help out there and um, yeah just make sure to connect with us subscribe rate review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Instagram hello and goodbye podcast and um, yeah we love you guys we love you we'll see you Wednesday yes yeah, we you have soon. a great episode coming your way all right bye guys bye.